That's music by Korean composer Yoon-Hwa Lee. We heard an excerpt of her piece, Road Sound, for piano and electronics. The pianist was Soon-In Jung. Welcome to Relevant Tones. I'm Seth Bosted. This is the second in a two-part series titled In the Field, Seoul. Relevant Tones team had a great chance to travel to Seoul, South Korea, and to talk to all the composers that I'll be featuring on this show and the previous part one episode as well. It's wonderful to hear all of these composers. They're composers inspired by electronics, by the avant-garde, by Western music, American music, Korean traditional music. Everything that you can think of is going on there, and they have a wonderful body of performers to bring it all to life. We got to tour one of the conservatories, visit several of the cultural centers. We saw a concert of contemporary classical music, a concert of traditional Korean music, all kinds of things during this trip to Seoul. It was really an action-packed journey, so I'm going to share as much of that with our listeners as I can. Let's turn to composer Shinu Lee and a piano piece she wrote that has become very popular called The Chorale Fantasy No. 3. Here she is to tell us about this piece and her musical development. That was um, the commissioned piece from So International Music Competitions. I was just right before my sabbatical. Uh, just, I just quickly finished that piece. That was written in 2010. Were you still under the influence of like the German avant-garde? Not at all. Not at all. It's entirely changed. Actually, my style has been changed from 1999, right right just after I was invited as a full-time faculty in Seoul National University. My style before is like a huge influence from German avant-garde, but not now. It's something toner, model, something very polystylistic. Sometimes it's comfortable to listen to. Mm-hmm. My musical language has changed. Do you think that's just maturing as an artist, or did something else happen? Uh, when I took my PhD in Britain, that was, I remember, 1996, I attended a Bible study in Britain. This was in Korean group. I was a Christian before. I went to the church every day when I was a kid. But I, that was not so much serious. But after that Bible study, I became a committed Christian, entirely different changes in my life. So that changes my music too. That's composer Shinu Lee talking about the Chorale Fantasy Number no. 3. This is a piano piece that was written for a competition for pianists, but it's become quite popular. Let's have a listen. This is Hyo Jung Hu performing.
love the way the piano just kind of shimmers off into the distance at the end. It's beautiful music by Korean composer Shinhu Lee. We heard her chorale fantasy number three. Hyoyoung Hu was the pianist. Featuring music from Seoul on today's Relevant Tones, part two of In the Field, Seoul. As I mentioned, I had the chance to travel there and I got to see a lot of different kinds of performances, including a performance of the traditional Korean orchestra, which is really quite a sound. Let's play a piece now that's for the Korean traditional orchestra, although it will be augmented a little bit with violin, cello, and piano. But this is truly a traditional sound. This is by composer Dong Il Shin, and here he is to tell us a little bit about this piece, Fantasy on a Korean Fisherman's Song. Many of Korean folk song has the form is like verse chorus. So we have a very famous folk song in Korea. Most of them has a famous chorus. <laughs> so uh, this song is not the famous one. It's not famous, but very artistic, and I love that. So, so at the beginning, uh, I, I added a uh, Korean folk song almost in the original format, but as it progressed into the next part, so there is a refrain and uh, followed by my own composition. And then uh, there is another refrain. It's a composer, Dong Il Sheen, speaking through our wonderful interpreter, Lucy Park, about the piece we're about to hear, Fantasy on a Korean Fisherman's Song. And any time in the Western classical music tradition that the word fantasy or fantasia is used in the title, it means that the composer is going to be taking some liberties with the form. So here, the composer is alternating actual quotes from the traditional Korean fisherman song with his own music, and that's what makes it a fantasy. Let's have a listen. Here is Dong Il Shin conducting his own music, Fantasy on a Korean Fisherman Song, for Korean traditional orchestra, augmented with violin, cello, and piano.
was not too hard to identify the Korean traditional elements in that piece. I think they're quite obvious. That is a piece for the traditional orchestra in Korea, Fantasy on a Korean Fisherman Song by Dong Il Shin. Let's go in a completely different direction now. We're going to feature a piece called Descent into the Bottomless Abyss by composer Chun Wook Kim, who had a very clear idea of how she would represent this journey into the abyss musically. Exactly the same as the title, you know, the descent from the, you know, the highest note, then just, you know, going down to bottomless, uh, lower register. So I used both cello and piano, so just, you know, start from the highest register, then, you know, going down. But it's not just a descent, it's uh-huh. a descent <laughs> into a bottomless abyss, uh-huh. and this conjures up a lot of images, right? Yes. Uh, loneliness being separated and maybe even sadness. What were you thinking when you when you wrote this? 이게 위에 고음역사 아래로 내려가는데요. 고음역에서 나타나고 싶은 걸 이제 At the highest note, I try to express the calmness as if it is calm a sea, sea surface. But at the same time feeling very lonely and in solitude. And in the middle range, uh, range, starting from D, I try to express, uh, again, loneliness and the effort to go up again. So I have very strong desire to go back up, but keep falling. And uh, when uh, I drop to the bottom, really bottomless abyss, then I still cannot give up. So I have uh, continuous effort to go back up. So I try to express this kind of emotional spectrum in musical expression. As composer Chan-wook Kim talking about the piece we're about to hear, Descent into the Bottomless Abyss. Let's have a listen. This is for piano and cello. Our performers are Ki Chung Bai, piano, and Ji Un Han, cello.
Music that does exactly what it says it's going to do. That's Descent into the Bottomless Abyss by composer Chun-Wook Kim. We heard Ki Chung Bai, piano, and Ji Eun Han, cello. What a wonderful performance. I think it's a great piece. Absolutely so evocative of this idea, this kind of struggle that she told us about before we heard the music. 
You're listening to Relevant Tones, a show featuring the music of contemporary composers. This is part two of a two-part series surveying music from South Korea in the field, Seoul. For streaming and podcast versions of this and all previous episodes, you can visit relevanttones.com. Music and interviews from Korea on today's Relevant Tones. This is part two of In the Field, Seoul, featuring interviews that I got when I traveled to Seoul with the Relevant Tones team and chatted with all of these composers, went to concerts, and just kind of checked out the contemporary music scene there. And it really is busy and bustling. I'm going to play a piece now by Hyukjin Shin, who is a little bit younger than most of the composers that I've talked to so far on the programs. And here he is to discuss the inspiration for his music. Sometimes I am not expected to have any, any Korean language in my music, but in my generation, actually the Korean traditional music itself is quite exotic to me. I don't feel it's really mine. So um, my musical background was learning music from playing the guitar in a rock band, and I played the piano, uh, especially jazz piano. So. That's pretty much my background in music, I guess, yeah. But because I'm already Korean, even though I write my music, but still it should have some Korean element in any sense, I guess. But I don't, I never try to be Korean composer, try to employ any Korean elements in music, I guess, yeah. That's composer Hyukjin Shin thinking a little bit about legacy, what it means to be a Korean composer, and can he maybe escape it and just talk about music and not necessarily his background, which I think is a very interesting question for composers anywhere. This piece that I want to play, Night Flight, is a piece that I'd actually listened to before I traveled to Seoul. I've been sent a YouTube link of pieces by composers in the Korean Composers Association, and so I listened to a bunch of them, and this is one of the pieces that I was immediately taken with, and it was so great to be able to meet him because, again, speaking just purely musically, I think this is a fantastic piece. Unfortunately, it's a little long, so I'm going to play as much as I can get of this exciting work for violin, clarinet, cello, and piano. Here is Night Flight by Hyukjin Shin, performed by Jae Lin Park, Song Hee Young, Yeon Jin Kim, and Suna Lee.
I wish I could play more of that piece. I think it's such an exciting work. This is on YouTube, though, if you want to see it. You can look up the Korean National Composers Association. The piece is called Night Flight by Hyuk Jin Shin. We heard Jaylen Park, violin, Song Hee Young, clarinet, Yeon Jin Kim, cello, and Suna Lee, piano. Night Flight by Hyuk Jin Shin. I'm going to feature a piece now for solo piano by Uzong Choi, the piano prelude number eight. This is Su Yeon Lim performing. Thank you. 
Music of Uzong Choi, the piano prelude number eight. Such a busy and, and fun piece. He's a very happy guy, and I think you can hear that in the music. Somebody I really, really enjoyed having the chance to meet. The last composer I want to feature on the program is Jun Il Kang, and again, it was such an honor to get to meet him. He is the third of the three composers who were part of the third generation movement in the 70s and 80s in Korea. I featured the other two members of that movement on part one of In the Field, Seoul. You may remember that that movement was interested in creating a national identity for Korea in music, and so they wanted to take traditional and folk musical elements and put them into their chamber pieces, bring it into the concert hall, and really create a very strong strong and strongly Korean identity in music. I think they were very, very successful at doing that. But Junil Kong is so much more than that. He's also a physicist. His music has been performed at the UN. He was on the committee for the Seoul Olympics. He's just done so many different things. It was such a pleasure to get to meet this esteemed composer. The piece I want to play is called Concerto for Samuel Nori and Orchestra. You may be thinking that the Samuel Nori is some kind of Korean traditional instrument, but it's actually a family of four Korean traditional percussion instruments. The ensemble includes a small and large gong, an hourglass-shaped drum, and a barrel drum, very similar to our bass drum. Let's hear the composer Jun Il Kong talk about the elaborate philosophical inspiration behind this music. There are three types of Korean music. First is heaven, second is uh, earth, and the third element is human. So the heaven uh, represents uh, court music, and uh, earth means folk music, and the human uh, that represents the shaman music. So court music is called jongak, and it uses six bits and ten bits, and that represents heaven. And then uh, folk music uh, represents earth, and this is uh, composed of twelve bits. The music of shaman that represents human, uh, they mix all these bits. Because humans are in between both heaven and earth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the composer, physicist, philosopher, and so much more, Jun Il Kang, talking about the piece we're about to hear, Concerto for Samuel Nori and Orchestra. The piece is structured in a series of movements called Madang, which means playground. We're going to hear the first of these movements. It's about 12 minutes long. Here is the Kim Duk Su Samuel Nori with the Sewan Philharmonic Orchestra, conducted by Chi Yong Chung. Music of Jun Il Kang.
what an exciting piece. I'm so glad I got to be able to play that for our listeners today on Relevant Tones because I think there's so much percussion in there. And having seen a concert of Korean traditional music while I was in Seoul, I know how much the audience responds to percussion, especially the wild and abandoned, almost frenzied use of percussion that we hear in this piece. We heard Concerto for Samul Nori and Orchestra, Madang Number no. 1 by Jun Il Kong. Again, the Samul Nori is all of that percussion. It is a quartet of percussion instruments that includes a small and large gong, the hourglass-shaped drum, and a barrel drum, very similar to our bass drum. Very, very active playing by the percussionists in the Samul Nori. That was Kim Duk Su as our Samul Nori, performing with the Suwon Philharmonic Orchestra, conducted by Chi Yong Jung. Fantastic example of Korean national music in this very outgoing, exuberant, and percussive style. Music, again, by a composer I felt very fortunate, very honored to be able to meet because he's so accomplished in so many fields, not just music, and that's Jun Il Kong. The Live in Tones is produced by Jesse McCorders, with special thanks to Rory Hartong Redden. You can find us as a podcast on iTunes, and for more information about the program and the artists we've featured, or for streaming versions of all previous episodes, you can visit us at relevanttones.com. In the Field Soul was supported by Lucy Park and the Sejong Cultural Society in Chicago, with special thanks to Dr. Suk Park Cho and Jung Cho, as well as Yu Kim. Relevant Tones is made possible in part by the generous support of GCM Grovner, the Aaron Copeland Fund for Music, the Amphion Foundation, and the listener supporters of the WFMT Fine Arts Circle. This project is supported in part by an award from the National Endowment for the Arts, Art Works. I'm Seth Bosted, and this is the WFMT Radio Network.